welcome back to another episode of books on my mind we are so pleased to have you back and we really appreciate the time that you take out to listen to this podcast not only you know to enter for entertainment but if like us you have been gaining something and learning something from each of the episodes um we really hope that every time you tune in you pick something up that can improve a part of your life somewhere something that makes you question things and and help you to make the changes uh of, that you want to see in your life so we really appreciate you tuning in and yeah mm-hmm. man it's been such a bumper season we've learned so much um in this season and there's so many insights and learnings that we just wanted to shine a light and highlight so some of the best things i think bali will help me on this conversation because i just felt this is such a nice way to kind of um summarize just concentrate on the big punching points uh of the stuff that we've covered um in the past 10 episodes so i'll jump right into it bali sorry i didn't even check in on you how are you doing I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. It's the excitement. Mm. <laughs> And just pure pride, you know, in mm. in the work that we've done. Uh so I'm also equally excited. Um yeah, absolutely. Let's go for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'll start with the biggest one that I learned. Um and it is um the fact that psychological suffering is caused by duplicity. and by duplicity obviously this means that when you are splitting yourself from who you really are so i just mm-hmm. want to maybe just to punch like to make this um more understandable so psychological suffering is anything like deep sorrow or depression or grief loneliness isolation panic rage sadness and shame you see all those emotions and all those feelings all of mm. these things when you're feeling them they are mainly caused by duplicity so perhaps there's something that you are doing or you are choosing to do that is not in line with your true self and so obviously from the books that we read martha talks about duplicity in a sense of splitting yourself to conform to societal norms and expectations and when we read the other book uh by uh copano he talks about self alienation of black folk in a white capitalist world so mm. it's it's both about the same thing but in different ways yeah i mean the second one uh is pain is inevitable in this life but suffering is a choice um and this brings up an idea linking to what you've just shared madiva that this duplicity is not a bad thing because um it does bring with it pain but it's necessary for you to navigate yourself through life so um experiencing pain is part of life but mm. how you react and how you respond to it that is a choice which talks to also um the extent of the suffering in most cases you know in terms mm. of how long it takes and i mean around this idea we also learned that the biggest thing is uh, mainly your thoughts around mm. the pain um yeah so that was impactful mm-hmm. all right number 
is that in spite of all of the things that we've mentioned now, there are ways to find yourself and take steps towards healing in um, towards healing and towards a life that you want to create. Um, so some of those steps, I think, I mean, I'm not even going to go in detail because I feel that the first book we reviewed by Martha Beck provided a step-by-step guide on mm-hmm. how to step-by-step get your way back to the life that you want. Of course, it's hard. I think this is what people call, I'm working on myself, you know, or I'm going mm-hmm. through healing. It is very hard. It's painful. It's ugly, time-consuming, but it's life-changing as well. So the transformation is worth it. Indeed. The fourth mm. one is uh, therapy is more accessible. I mean, we've learned that therapy is more accessible than we think. You know, we had a counselor that uh, we featured whose name was Fran, uh, who provides therapy sessions online and they are extremely affordable. Um, so that was really nice to know because we know that um, traditionally, counselors and psychologists are very very pricey i think in that session she actually went into the pricing Mm. so it was really encouraging um that there are counselors such as herself out there that are making counseling extremely um affordable and i really appreciated how also she took some time to just uh give us comfort in not being turned off by the sessions being online um, and she also did mention that there's a lot of counsellors that are that are doing this. Um, so if if again, it's I mean it's worth repeating. But, um, as we as we go through this list, the, her details are available on the on the on the on the episode that we did with her, mm. um, and um, you know all her details, her Instagram handle, her TikTok handles, she's available. Um, for anybody that feels they need help even as we as we speak yeah and there's something powerful you said my friend um, in our previous conversation that therapy and counseling is not only about um, getting over stuff like difficult stuff that you've um, experienced but it's actually also Mm -hmm. about planning forward so saying Okay. okay this is the life that I want you're almost like okay now I need a coach that's going to help me find mm-hmm. myself and live authentically and win in life so it's not mm-hmm. always about oh i'm so sad or yeah. oh, i'm going through this hard thing so yeah. i think if anyone is determined to make a change in 2022 what you need to do is find somebody to speak to somebody to help you walk through these steps uh, step by step and i think yeah. a certified person like fran for example will be a good partner in this journey of yours to really help you to win in life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So this, this next learning is one of my favorites. I like every day, I just wake up to the depth of this lesson. And I think my friend, this is where you're really good. Right. So (laughs) (laughs) I learned, (laughs) I learned that our bodies uh, our instinctive wisdom, our greatest compass in navigating Bruh. us towards our personal nirvana, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so on your personal journey, like you know, man, like deep down, you, you just always know. I think people who follow Oprah would remember like all Oprah's shows were like, 
follow your intuition you know you yeah you always had that feeling that this thing is is not right and it turned out it's not right but I never really quite got this to the level that I got um when we were like reviewing these books and talking and Mm. I really so this is the part now where I'm really grateful to you Mbadi because I think you are so in tune with your body in terms Mm. of like just like basic decision making, walking into a situation, okay, understanding what it requires of you, and then you have to respond, right, with authenticity. And your body says, mm. hey, this thing is not right. But maybe your mind is like, oh my gosh, this checks all the blocks, so maybe I should go for this. It sounds exciting. But what if it's exciting yeah. for all the wrong reasons you had, <laughs> like that are not in line with you? So let's say... Maybe culturally, you know, it's exciting. Of course, mm-hmm. you should be going for it. But what I have observed and what I've learned uh, from us talking, you will always know, like, my body is not feeling this. <laughs> and I'm really grateful for that, my friend, because it's such an important thing to be aware of. I mean, I mm-hmm. am a great example of, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, self and alienation alienation just like Mm. not listening to my body and just listen to my head right and then go with that and then you wonder why you're falling ill you wonder why you are just grumpy Mm. and Mm. you're thinking why are all these things happening surely I'm doing the right thing and I should be happy and I'm not true so true goodness gracious yeah I mean (laughs) it's 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 very um it's great to have, but it's not always fun, let me tell you, because the brain wants what it wants. Um, and I, I'll be very honest in saying I have not developed the language to articulate what it feels like. Mm. And that's why I am so excited that we came across a book that we will definitely be reviewing. And I'm actually very excited to go into it. The Body uh, the body remembers or the body keeps score, something like that along those mm-hmm. lines. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, the reason I'm excited about that book and I'm, I'm, I'm really, I hope I won't be disappointed. I'm, I'm just anticipating <laughs> <laughs> an author that will be able to put um, the language around this, you mm. know, uh, because, yeah, it's not necessarily fun all the time. But it's it's helpful. It 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 really is helpful in aligning yourself and not and to be less duplicate is it duplicated in duplicity. Mm. To be less in duplicity. So I'm really looking forward to 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 reading that book and and learning more about this thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, man. It's powerful. It's one of the greatest mm. campus. And I think when you know like deep down, just always follow mm. your instinct. Can I just tell you, uh, just tell you a little bit about something else that was quite exciting? And when we go into this topic of the body, we should certainly yeah. bring it in. So I was talking to another friend of ours the other day. Nomsa mm. was talking about this lady. Um, she is based in the US, and mm-hmm. she does. I don't know what to call it, but she has she. Okay, so she has this tool. It's like those massage tools, like a weird looking tool. And she, I don't know, she's, she's massaging these people, but mm. like they are screaming in, in excruciating pain because for some reason in their bodies, there are sp- spots where 
some trauma has kind of set in and um, set itself there. So even mm. like a small touch in those spaces, like just brings out an explosion of emotions. Like some mm-hmm. are just like screaming and crying and all that. So I wow. really would like us to look into this because some of the pain is like physical pain that is sitting in mm-hmm. a part of your body. And I didn't know that there are people who actually do this particular type of massage that they try massage to get it out. Therapy. But it's wow. painful. It's so sore. It looks very sore when I watched it. So I would like oh us to goodness. just look into that um, and just understand overall how these things yeah. work together. Yeah. That's and incredible. you know what? I'm actually... mm. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Please go ahead. Yeah. So I wanted to say that um, out of this lesson, the biggest one that scared me the most is that even the lies that we tell ourselves. So now I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to the world. I'm lying to myself. um, And it's not in line with the truth. Those lies that we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. have a significant impact on our bodies, my friend, and they lead to disease. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So like Mm -hmm. we should be really aware, like to say, you know, am I always Mm -hmm. having a chest infection? Am I always Mm -hmm. like having a, a blind eye on the left like what is going on with my body try and find out <laughs> mm, no 100 percent. it's a lot of work but it has to be done <laughs> yeah it has to be done at some point done. right yeah, yeah so happy with that happy with that and then <laughs> i wanted um i wanted to talk about um the conversation we had with fran right um mm. what was so interesting to me is when fran told us that the groups that struggle the most with mental health in South Africa are the previously disadvantaged groups, so like Black, Indian, and colored people. So, mm. yeah, that kind of hit me because I was like, oh, my gosh, like n- like more stuff, like <laughs> more pain, right? Yeah. Um, and what was interesting also is that I was not surprised then when we read um, Gobanu's book, uh, where he talks about the additional burden of apartheid, colonization, mm-hmm. and white supremacy on South Africans. So that, for me, was like eye-opening, eye-opening yeah. uh, to just that. find out how these things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when you mentioned this, um, I remember when I, I can't recall whether the whole, dry, the whole uh, project, I'll call it a project, was driven by... Desmond uh, Dudu, when they did uh, Truth and Reconciliation. Remember, mm. um, in retrospect, I think about that and I'm like, yo, um, that was necessary. And it was a beautiful thing because you have to go into the wound. You can't just move forward uh, from such mm. social and group trauma. Uh, mm. But I have always felt that a once-off thing was not enough. Mm. Um, I feel like we should have probably had more projects, maybe at communal level, yeah. you know, just, yeah. yeah, maybe a couple of years after that. To, to continue. Really, to continue, yeah, because, you know, you don't clean a wound once yeah, for it I to agree. heal. So mm. I suppose this talks to, again, um, people understanding that that, that that is still there. And probably one of the things that we are also doing this is to, um, and also connecting to people like Fran, 
is for individuals, you know, to take those opportunities to, um, to, to check themselves from mm-hmm. there because ours as Africans is, is that deep, you know, and yeah. we do, I mean, we've always spoken that our mental health doesn't start um, at, at, um, at some of the levels that mainstream brings it to us. Um, so the awareness of the exact depth and extent of the healing that needs to happen. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like I'm happy that we, we, we have spoken about people like Fran and mm. she would definitely be able to direct people to more people, yeah. um, you know, in us mm. just living and being, being towards being a really, uh, a true rainbow nation. So this is yeah. not just the previously disadvantaged I feel like there's white people as well who just need to yeah heal from what Mm. their forefathers did uh, truthfully so that they can genuinely be better people as well yeah I think we're all in the same boat uh, with different types of burdens that we've all inherited from what happened in the past and I think unless we start looking at things that way we mm-hmm. hold each other's healing. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. I, so for me to be okay, you have to be okay and 100%. vice versa. Yeah. So 100%. I think we are all on the same board. And absolutely, I think the mm-hmm. reconciliation work feels like it should have continued. Mm-hmm. Uh, firstly, to heal what was in the past, but also to start creating um, an identity of South Africa. You know, that patriotism... Uh, the whole identity thing, like to yes. for us to really nail it down, because mm-hmm. we know. Uh, I don't know if you remember this very well, my friend, but I mean, even after the apartheid. So let's put the apartheid thing aside, right? In terms of mm-hmm. black and white, we also know that there were so many fights and uh, separation just amongst different tribes in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have we really dealt with? those things may uh, i don't think we have you know mm-hmm. no, i don't we think haven't. we have because yeah. tribalism is still somewhere bubbling under the surface so that True. work of reconciliation at all these different levels i think it's still a gap uh, that still exists so that mm-hmm. we can all be like a society mm, you know that's one that's com- that's yeah. one thing yeah No, 100%. And really in closing this point, Mm. this for me points directly to what is happening right now in KwaZulu-Natal, you know. Um, It's very difficult for one to wrap their head around that. But I do believe the source is that trauma from tribalism and holding on to um, probably ideas and customs that are not working anymore. Um, look, obviously, I'm not an expert. I'm just really just uh, thinking that might be another mm. problem. <clears throat> Wait, what's happening in KwaZulu-Natal? Um, no, man, there's just a lot of um, violence that is uh, systematic now. Mm. There's a lot of systematic violence that is coming from there. Um, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to go too much into it because I don't have the facts, but there's just a lot of noise that's currently happening, uh, you know, between the taxi drivers and all that stuff, the killings. Um, Yeah, and I mean, that have always been associated 
with the the Zulu nation, but um, yeah, it's it's mm. it's something that needs to be looked at. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I agree. I agree. One other learning that was really exciting and eye-opening uh, from Gopano's book uh, was the fact that psychology is taught and psychology that is taught and practiced in South Africa is largely pushed down from Western countries. Uh, that is your Western Europe and North America, to be specific. Um, that was really eye-opening, and I know that they are doing some work to try. And, um, get more African-centered psychology um, put out there. I mean, he has mentioned that it's a, it's a huge task and I'm, I'm just really grateful that they are, there are people out there that's doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in line with that, I had a conversation with a friend uh, whose name is Dante Watson from the U.S., Dante is a uh, is a teacher who is really interested in bridging the gap between um, African Americans and Africans. Um, so in our conversations, I I just extended this um, this whole topic to him to find out his uh, African American uh, perspective on it, and this is what he had to say about it. Wow. Okay. Um, so. In reading your question, um, one thing that I like to address directly is the question of mental health and how we are impacted by it and what is causing the impacts of mental health towards us. Um, So let me start by saying mental health is the most important thing for a person to find happiness and being content with their life and the path of life for them. We truly have to examine what mental health is. Mental health is the state of acceptance and love for yourself and the path that you're living in life to progress and grow. Unfortunately, westernized society has stripped and removed so much of the natural element for our options to have proper mental health. It has become almost a curse in our ability to find ourselves. That was really interesting. Um, Yeah, a lot to think about there. Um, So Dante said something else about uh, gender dynamics, which I found very interesting. Something we should Mm. be thinking about this Women's Month especially. So Mm. listen to this. A great example of this is looking at the relationship of Western society and its capitalistic approach to selling sexuality. Western European culture sells sexuality of women continuously. Women are objectified. Women are treated as property. 
Therefore, women don't hold a relationship in many westernized cultures to being respected on a godly manner. Because of this, it changes the direct respect that males should hold when they're raised in a culture that does not understand the power and influence that women hold in the family structure and the dynamics of being gods to us in our community. So when we don't place the right level of respect and authority on the woman in our community that births and raises us, we lose a connection to our spirituality and understanding how to be reflective and have a proper mental capacity for who and how to appreciate things in life. Our resources for survival are supplied by God and our lifespan of success and happiness is given to us first and foremost by a woman that births you. So we have the wrong approach in westernized capitalism to an appreciation of the things that are most important in nature for us to be comfortable and whole so we can have proper mental health. We have been taught in westernized society to idolize and praise money and false gods and false symbolisms. But the reality is praise should be to your father and to your mother and to those that put value into developing the structure of family so we can live as one communally and build with one another because our reality is we have more than enough resources to supply all of our needs when we function as a collective. That was really, really interesting and mind-bending because a lot of the ideas that Dante talks about are a stark contrast to life as we know it. Uh, but man, the rabbit hole goes deep. And I know that Tupit Kopano also um, goes a lot into into this on his current book, I think, that we will also be reading. Um, I, I have a really keen interest because of being a mom that's raising two boys on the male psyche um, and how we can, you know, compassionately um, understand and try and creatively resolve some of the challenges that are facing them as well as the males in our lives. That, my friend, um, brings us to the end of this first season. It has been an absolutely amazing experience. And I'm so grateful we're doing this together. Um, I mean, the emotions that this whole thing brought were real, even for us at a personal level. Because when we started, we did mention that we're not experts. And we just literally opened up ourselves to a topic that we are both very passionate about, that we feel is probably the source of a lot of suffering that a lot of people are going through 
at the back of even the pandemic, you know, because as we know right now, economically, um, we are really experiencing and still going through the ripple effects of the economical impact that the 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 pandemic had um so i mean it's been real even for us and i'm just really grateful to you first of all and secondly to everybody that's been part of this journey with us and um, as we finish off the season and we hope that everybody that is currently with us will be coming back for the next season Mm, and I'm looking forward to it my friends so I think one of the greatest gifts is the ability to read slow there's nothing worse like going through awesome books and you just read through it and you are on to the next and you haven't really applied or like gotten something out of it so I appreciate mm-hmm. that, um, you know, we were able to do this. So we obviously have quite a lot we want to dig into. And <laughs> I have no doubt uh, in the next season, we're going to come back bigger, better. You know, um, there's a lot of exciting things that we have planned. And yeah. we really want this to be a place, you know, to get these kinds of conversations that help mm. us to heal, that help us to be better people, but that help us to win in life. Like I'm really passionate about just doing life, um, you know, to your fullest potential. So, yeah, yeah, I think this is it. I've learned so much. And anyone, I think anyone who really wants to have more information about how we did this season or any questions, you and I in Bali have learned so much about even hosting a podcast and something that we would share, you know, uh, um, willingly uh, with anyone who's thinking of a similar journey anyone who's thinking Mm -hmm. about collaborating with us um, or even you know um, suggesting some topics and just getting into conversation I mean let's talk guys Mm -hmm. Uh, this is what it's all about so yeah thank you so much my friend for being an awesome co-host you are very patient Mm -hmm. I love your flexibility and your your extreme enthusiasm <laughs> it is so <laughs> contagious it's really contagious i appreciate you thank you maviva cool so thank you for supporting us up to now watch out for uh, uh announcements from our social media pages about season two for now we say bye. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> <laughs> bye.